When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Sans Pants Radio. If you're listening to this on public transport, take one of your earbuds and put it in your neighbor's ear hole. Hey, before the show starts, just want you guys to know that you can watch this very episode with your eyes as well as your ears on our YouTube channel, Sans Pants Cinemascope. Links to that should be in the show notes, hopefully. Depends how organized we are with this this one. Oh, it's me? We're starting? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Hello. Welcome to another very special live episode of Movie Maintenance where some films just need fixing. Today, we're looking at Van Helsing. Thanks, Imagine Gabe, but again, I thought song. I was emceeing, but it's all right. Uh, anyway, oh, really? hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> Good. Welcome, everybody, Continue to, to uh, speak, the, the very show works. first uh, movie maintenance live edition. Thank you all for coming. Well done. Uh, yeah, the here. very first. It's never been done live Damn before. right. Uh, so h- how this is going to run is that, uh, as Gabe has said, we're going to be doing a uh, Van Helsing uh, movie maintenance, and then we're going to have a quick intermission, then we're going to do a bit of Q&A. So at any time, if you want to uh, uh, tweet us in, just uh, tweet us in at Radio. Use the hashtag damn slug. Damn slug, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and then we can uh, have a bit of Q&A with these bugalugs. And then we're going to grab the rest of the movie maintenance crew up, and then Jackson Bailey is going to uh, run his big fat quiz of the night uh, movie maintenance edition. So... Uh, so thank you all for coming. Uh, movie maintenance says I think oh, it starts where it is now is definitely not where it started, and I think it's better because of that because I'm no longer really on the show, and that's good. Uh, so thank you all for coming along, and now Gabe, take it away. Well, I've already said the intro, so no, yeah, here we are. premature introduction. I think it was a, a premature. There's a nasal delivery you know spray to you, fix that. Why don't you do it? Nah, I'm good. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need fixing. Today we're looking at Van Helsing. Oh, that was good. Okay. <laughs> um, so Van Helsing. Um, where do we begin? <laughs> Why did you make me watch it? It's oh fuck. Gabe made us all watch it. I didn't. No, I didn't. You did, well, you did. I, I said I was doing it. By choosing it, we had to watch it. We did we? No I wasn't going to. But well, then I was going to because I remember when I was a fourteen-year-old kid, I fucking loved it. Yeah, me too. And now I don't. Well, I, we, we we had fond memories of it, right? Yeah. Well. I always trusted 14-year-old me. I mean, 14-year-old me got me into Hannibal. 14-year-old me got me, got me into Troy, which is still, you know, the best film ever made. 14-year-old and me thinks Matrix Reloaded is the best film ever made. <laughs> well, 14-year-old me is obviously much wiser than 14-year-old you. So you right now that. are still wiser than me, but yeah. Um, but Van Helsing, he fucked up on. Mm. Um, he fucked up really bad because I thought, you know what? It'll be fun. It'll be campy. It'll be a good time. Okay, on the, on the campy. So the more I watched it, I was like, it's rubbish, but... Richard Roxburgh's Dracula is possibly the greatest film Dracula 
of all time, and that's a big call, but I'm standing by it because he has a ponytail and is amazing. <laughs> no, uh, he just has patently okay. untrue. False. Um, just the fact that he's just Gary Oldman walking. Nah, no. Nah, Gary I like, Oldman. I like Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's good. It's the only thing that's good in that film. Yeah, yeah. that's a separate issue. The only good yeah. thing about R- Richard Roxburgh Roxburgh. better than and Keanu Reeves. No. <laughs> Roxburgh's better than Oldman because Roxburgh does that thing where he just casually starts walking up walls for no reason. Oh, that's terrible. And like, and then like, he's really serious and then just makes a joke about like, oh, we'll just kill you later, Zen. Ah! <laughs> that was a terrible Dracula voice. I'm not doing another one. He's also the only one who seems to know what film he's actually in. That's like, true. True. As the film goes on and like, it just, it, because I was watching it on Saturday. I wasn't going to watch it in preparation because I knew that any pitch I did was going to be vastly different to it. But I thought, you know, fuck it, I better do it anyway. And again, like the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is great. I mean, it's terrible, but it's great. It's in black and white. It's atmospheric. His mouth gets really big when he bites the guy. There's a the whole thing with Frankenstein's monster. It's like, it's a perfect mashup. It's like, isn't it just? It's like, it's the, you know, it's totally right in line with all the classic films that it's sort of riffing on. And I was like, no, this is going to be good. It's going to be a fun time. And then the rest of it just isn't. And as it got to about the halfway point, I was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep watching this film. This is not even so bad it's good. It's so bad it's ra- I'd rather mainline asbestos than continue watching it. For me, the point... So I'd kind of been buying into the ridiculousness because I was like, yeah, Roxburgh, you camp. I'm on board with that. The Gravedigger... He kept it going for me. He's the only reason I kept watching. The grave and he's digger, terrible. The Gravedigger, who is not... Oh, we're going to have to have a conversation after. He's the Leave best the thing about the film. Uh, the Gravedigger, who is a murderer for no reason who then suddenly dies for no reason. He, what, he tries to hit him with the shovel, then he's like, oh, I'm it's sorry, my it's nature. my nature, and then he dies. <laughs> he's not even a vampire, but he looks like Riff Raff from Rocky Horror Picture Show. And talks like him too. Exactly. Yeah. But I think the moment where I was like, I can no longer go with this film is after that big carriage chase, and they like blow the carriage up, and the explosion in the carriage is so violent that it's just suddenly midday. <laughs> like it's like it's not, like it's pitch black nighttime riding along, and it's not even sunrise, it's just like, 12.03 in the afternoon. How did they actually present it, though? Wasn't it that they'd all been searching and she just woke up? No, they just, like... It's literally... She, she wakes literally, up and it's still night. It blew and then there's the whole tomorrow. thing with the carriages, like, going along and it goes down the thing and they go up and it's just... Like, yeah, she, she... And the, it's not the vampire, even like, the sunlight and... bomb that gets established at the start of the film where no. Carl's like, oh, here's a bomb that replicates the light of the sun. I wonder what this is for. And he actually says that. He actually says, I don't know what this is for. You're about to go and fight fucking vampires in Transylvania. What the actual fuck do you think it's for? (laughs) It's a bomb that replicates the light of the sun. What other purpose could it feasibly have? I mean, really. But but no, it's not even that bomb used in that scene. It's just like some dynamite and some stakes fly out and then it's midday. It's it's and that's the point where I was like, okay, like some of the other stuff you buy into, Hugh Jackman's accent, David Wenham being in the film. Which was what, by the way? Actually, no, uh, David Wenham is the best part of the film. David Wenham is pretty good, but yeah. I don't know why he's in the film. Paul mm. Hogan was the original choice for that Seriously? Yeah, he was. Could you imagine, that's not a fryer, this <laughs> is a fryer. <laughs> <laughs> why are there so many Australians in that film? Was it filmed in Australia? No. Funding. Not that I know. Well, well, surely Hugh, money. Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, Richard Roxburgh, um, David, David Wenham. Wenham. I, r- I bet you any money that creepy grave digger is like yeah, almost young definitely. Ben Mendelsohn, but it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not for Ben Mendelsohn's sake. <laughs> yeah, why, why is it so Australian? I don't know because I'm, I'm sure it wasn't filmed in Australia because I remember reading stuff about it when it came out and I'm fairly sure they didn't ever once allude to it being filmed here. Can I say, I, so I was hating on it pretty fiercely from that point on. And then I was like, oh, that's a fucking terrible film. The bit with the, with the ghost crying Kate Beckinsdale and she cries sunlight and you're like, what is happening? Oh, her face in the clouds at the end, yeah. Oh, and then 
the credits start to roll and the first thing that comes up to the credits is In Memory of My Father. And you're like, oh, I've been hating on this film and it's, it's dedicated to the director's deceased father. However, still a bad film. Like, make a better film for your dead dad, guy. Yeah. Come on. I mean, like, really, if, you, if you're making a film for your dead father, like, really? <laughs> this is your choice? This is what you want to go with? As a tribute to your... He must have really hated his dad. <laughs> that's, that's the only possible explanation. And his the dad. <laughs> Actually, and, you know, so the thing that's annoying about it is not... So the ridiculous stuff and the campy performances aside, it kind of ties in... Because he made the Mummy films. And some of the stuff in the Mummy is like over-the-top ridiculous in a good way. Yeah. But like that's still in-universe for, for Stephen Summers. Stephen Summers. Still, it's still in his story universe. The, the issue I have is there's just these massive gaps in like points in the story. Like... The worst one is they find Frankenstein by accident, yep. right? They're not looking for him. Mm-hmm. They don't know why he's important yet. And despite only being alive for five minutes in the film, he's met Dracula once briefly, fought him, ended up in the bottom of a windmill full of absence, but we'll, we'll touch on that later. Ended up at the bottom of a windmill and he's like, by the way, this is uh, Dracula's plan. How the fuck do you know that, cave guy? You've been down in a cave for, for like, I assume, years no, but the plan hasn't was, changed. The, that was the same plan. Yeah, but he doesn't know it because he's a dead body until he gets struck by lightning and then he's like, wakes up. Maybe when he was carrying Thingo away. Who's dead. Okay, fuck it then. It's, it's shit. It is. The more you so think about crap. it, the angrier you get. Yeah. I don't get angry. I just get sad. And, and no, I you, worry too no, because you get angry. I, yeah. I really love the Mummy films and I'm scared to go back and watch them now. because No, they, they hold they, up. They hold no, up. No, the well, Mummy the Returns doesn't. I'm really sorry, but I did the same thing recently and this is like... Watching this has kind of dug up the trauma I had a couple yeah. of years ago where I thought, you know what? I'm drunk enough. I'm going to watch The Mummy Returns. It's going to be great. No, it wasn't. It was the same thing. Do you know that, what? It was the, the first, same thing. Dwayne Johnson's first movie? Yeah, when he looks like a Game Boy Advance reject at the end. Cool. Scorpion yeah. King. He's come a long Scorpion way. King. Can I say... There are four Scorpion King films. Did you know that? There shouldn't be. But Billy that's... Zane's in... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he's in the third Is one. he the Scorpion King? Oh, I don't know. Oh. So, I okay. To. Again, talking about Stephen Summers, what he likes to do in films, clearly one thing he likes to do is have a character in the present day be secretly revealed to be like some ancient being from a war long ago. So you've got Van Helsing. Never explain what he actually is. Although Goose mentioned at one point it's supposed to be Michael and Lucifer. So that's some really good thematic foreshadowing that you've fucked up completely, Stephen. But (laughs) like in The Mummy, you've got what's-her-name being like the long-dead incarnation of the... Yeah, Pharaoh S. I don't know what the whatever female Pharaoh. I haven't called. dared to go back. I like the first Mummy too much. What did he do with GI Joe then? Um, GI Joe is the reincarnation of <laughs> of a soldier who fought in a war and is now been reconstructed out of plastic and Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> so again, reincarnation. It's the theme in Stephen. I'm going to write a thesis on Stephen Summers. Yeah. That's is that's that going to be. I'm pretty sure that's think so. Hang on, there we go. Uh, his name is – oh, it's really hard to find. Why is it yeah, – written and directed by Stephen Summers. There you go. There you go. Yep. Dedicated to his dad. <laughs> I, I feel a bit bad, but not that bad. Well, his dad must have been a real Not as bad as I feel for buying His dad must have been a Stannis Baratheon. Yeah, had to be. <laughs> burned him. <laughs> Maybe you burned him. Maybe that's where it came Maybe. from. Well, then it's how getting really he... sad now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you pitch your better version of <laughs> <laughs> before we cry? Oh, yeah. No, so I've um, – I've... here's one I prepared earlier. Um, yeah, so I've uh, – I've tried to fix Van Helsing, and um, by trying to fix Van Helsing, I've essentially written an outline for a film that is not Van Helsing. So, Good. although it does feature a protagonist called Van Helsing. So. And Richard Roxburgh climbing walls. What I kind of initially wanted to do with this. <laughs> He's like, fuck No, it's Tom. not actually. Um, <laughs> okay. 
three guesses who I've cast as Dracula and Van Helsing. Um, don't Mads actually guess Mikkelsen. that. Now, I want to reveal it as we get to it. Um, you'll have a handful of minutes to wait. Um, look, what I kind of wanted to do initially with this was sort of lean into more of the tone of the first scene where it feels more like sort of a tribute to those old films. It's more gothic. It's still kind of over the top and it's still kind of ridiculous. But generally speaking, you know, it's not as outright stupid, shitty video gamey as the rest of the film was. But as I continued working on this, um, which took me several days, I only finished it this morning and I can't speak to the quality of it because it might be really shit, but I'll try to put in as many dramatic pauses Don't as I can. Don't say that in a live show with an audience who can actively I know, respond I know, to that but I feel fact. like, you know, I want to like preempt it just in case it is. Um, but what I kind of wanted to do was lean more into that first scene of the film, but what I ended up doing was writing something really, really sad. Like, really, really dark and really sad. This is the kind of, like... You don't write sad, dark things. No, never. You heard my King Kong pitch. That was fun. Um, That was fun. Ish. Hitler was in it. Um, Is Hitler in this? Don't. That'll trigger me. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, damn slug away. Please. Please. Why are we those guys? I don't know. I don't know. Um, They let us... My girlfriend asks that as well. Why why are you... Through tears? Yeah, yeah, definitely through tears. Okay, so this ended up being really bleak and really sad, and um, I was going to kind of launch into it and see what happens. This is going to be fun for all of us. Okay, so we open on a blinding white snowy vista. It's like a big snowy tundra. It could be the Arctic. It could be the Antarctic. It doesn't really matter. And we can't really see anything except for the snow kind of racing across the screen. And then we see something dark kind of moving across the screen. And as it goes, we realize it's a sled pulled by dogs. And we pull in, and there's a man on the sled, and he, he looks haunted. He looks rough. Icicles on his beard, eyes are hollow. He's just driving those dogs crazily. He's desperately, desperately trying to get away from something. And as he goes, he sees ahead of him something dark looming up out of the white. And he stops. And very, very slowly, he gets off the sled and pulls out a revolver. And we cut to the figure coming out of the snow, And it's Frankenstein's monster. And man and monster look at each other. And the monster just says, is this how desperate you were to get away from me, father? And Dr. Frankenstein looks at him. And as he looks at him, a dark shadow falls from overhead. And Dr. Frankenstein says to the monster, it's not you I'm running away from. And then he puts the gun to his head. And he says, run, and pulls the trigger. We cut to the filthy, grimy, derelict streets of the Whitechapel district in London. There's sort of prostitutes loping about the place, drunkards harassing them, and there are two booted feet, which we're close on, walking down the cobblestones. And a newspaper flies past. We see the headline, Jack the Ripper strikes again. The feet keep walking. We pan up. It's a tall, thin, very well-held man who people seem to kind of avoid as they near him. And he comes to a halt. And he sort of tilts his head. We still haven't seen his face. And sniffs. And then he looks down an alley. And we see his face for the first time. He's pale. He's bony. He looks almost otherworldly. And he's played by Mads Mikkelsen. (laughs) Waiting for that. I have to drink because you've mentioned him. Yeah, actually, I will as well before we get into this. So, Mads walks walks down the alley. And we closen his feet again. We closen the boots, step by step, until they step into blood. And we pull out 
and there's a huge puddle of blood stemming from the completely eviscerated body of a woman. And Mads kind of looks down at it, looks around, then he kneels, reaches out one gloved hand, puts the finger in the blood. And as he raises it to sniff it, he sees something. Little corner of cardboard in the blood. And he picks it up, and he has a look, and as he does, a light falls on him from behind, and we hear this sort of dopey British policeman's voice being like, I've got you! Stay where you are! We've caught him! We've caught the Ripper! We've caught him! And Mads takes his time, and he very slowly stands up, turns around, and looks at the policeman. He's not scared at all. The policeman's like, with a shaking hand, got the gun aimed at him. And Mads just looks at him, and the policeman goes, stay, stay right where you are, we, we've caught you. And Mads just says, tell Inspector Abilene not to look any deeper into this. And the policeman's like, who are you? And Mads goes, I'm Van Helsing, and you're in my way. And pushes right past him. We cut to the cluttered interior of a small doctor's office. Bustling around is a young man by the name of Henry. He's sort of a... He's... I'm not going to do it, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> he's sort of a Matt Smith or an Eddie Redmayne type you know a bit awkward bit gawky bit kind of likeable in that sort of quirky maybe annoying way and he's being followed around by a very very scared looking young woman and she's begging him for something some kind of help she tells him time is running out I need, I need it soon I need the serum soon and Henry just says look I'm doing my best I'm doing my best I will get it to you as soon as I can puts a hand on her shoulder promises her, promises her that he will help and it's, it's quite reassuring like we sort of realise we like this guy like he seems to mean it and as the woman kind of turns around to leave, she bumps into Van Helsing. He sort of stands in the doorway and he says, one of your patients? And the doctor's like very impatient, isn't really making eye contact, and he's like on a manner of speaking, who are you? Van Helsing says, I'm a detective of sorts, and he puts down the corner of the card. He says, this was found at a crime scene. Care to explain? And Henry kind of stares at the card and he just goes, Frankenstein. And he sits down. So Henry explains to Van Helsing that this is Dr. Frankenstein's office and that Henry was his research assistant. They were working together on various different projects, but Frankenstein's been missing for months now. And as we listen to Henry, we kind of get the sense that this isn't the first time he's told this story. A lot of people, for whatever reasons, are looking for Dr. Frankenstein. So Van Helsing asks why, and Henry explains. Because Frankenstein dabbled in something he should not have dabbled in. He attempted to recreate life from parts that should have been left dead. And in the process, he made something terrible. Something that Henry had hoped had fled until news of these Jack the Ripper murders started up and he realised that something was back. And he wanted to go to the police, but he was scared he'd take the fall for it as Frankenstein's assistant who'd helped him. And so he said nothing. Van Helsing kind of seems a bit amused by this, but he takes the lead. So the monster is in London and one way or another it has to be stopped. And Henry's going to help him do it. And Henry's a bit taken aback by this. You know, it doesn't involve him. He's kind of nervous. But Van Helsing just coldly looks at him and says, it involved you the moment you decided not to go to the police. You're with me. I'm, so, I'm imagining all of these, like, badass lines delivered in that sexy I Danish can't do voice. Mads' accent, and I'm Neither not going to do it justice I, if I try. I, I'm so, not going to try either. But every just... time I speak as Mads, just imagine that I'm the most attractive man in the world, which he clearly is, and um, go from there. Done. Okay, so we set out on what's essentially, like, an extended sort of detective montage. Um... It's a sequence through London and we have a chance for like maybe a few little like funny moments of kind of like odd couple sort of discrepancies between Henry who's like very awkward and stilted and Van Helsing who's very cold, very controlled, very clinical. Um, and as they go... buddy comedy? Uh, a little bit. Like a little bit just for this sequence. That, that's amazing. 
Matt Smith slash and or Eddie Redmayne and Mads Mikkelsen in a buddy comedy about vampires. I Booking for Jack the Ripper. So on board. Yeah. So I'm imagine, board that. imagine that's what this sequence is. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're asking around and, you know, but eventually with Henry's advice and insight into what Frankenstein was looking for, Van Helsing starts making progress. He starts hearing whispers of strange happenings in the night, of strange hulking shapes around certain areas. He starts to pinpoint it, going deeper and deeper into this very gothic, seedy, dangerous version of London. And through this, we sort of learn bits and pieces about the two men. Van Helsing's very cagey about his past, but he sort of implies that he works for the church in some regard, hunting down, destroying unholy monsters. Henry, on the other hand, we start to realise is just this very young, very naive doctor who was seduced by the possibilities of what Frankenstein's work could mean for mankind. And now, after what he's seen happen, he just wants his life back. And Van Helsing, in a rare moment of something close to warmth, actually says, I promise you when the monster is found, that will be the end of it. You're young, you've got your life ahead of you, you won't take the fall for this. Is Frankenstein played by Stannis Baratheon? I don't know the actor's name. Oh, the monster or the doctor? The doctor? Yeah, the doctor. They're the same person, Gabe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the doctor in his one scene cameo at the start of the film when he shoots himself is played by Stannis Baratheon. He's my favourite character. That actor's not doing (laughs) it. Of course he is. Distant father figure, rejects the thing that he created, kills himself. He's perfect. You always put one in for me. Thanks, (laughs) Precious. I'll look after you. I do. Um... So, and then finally, from one drunken man who they find in this, like, sort of creepy district of Whitechapel, um, they hear the stories of this hulking creature coming to and from an old warehouse. And he's got scars that look like they should come from wounds that would kill you, but he's alive. And so Van Helsing, you know, buys a man more drinks, gets as much information as he can, and from that, heads to the warehouse. He tells Henry to go back to the office and wait while he investigates. So in the dead of the night, Van Helsing approaches the warehouse. It's down the docks. It's derelict, looking for all the world like it's abandoned. And as he walks towards it, Van Helsing takes out his pistol. He approaches. He pushes open the door and walks inside. Are we, are we dripping? We are. Oh, what a venue. That's a lot of dripping. That's the end of our water. We're going to need another bucket. Everybody paid already, right? Yeah, um, there's, um, there's no money back guarantees, by the way, guys. Sorry. Why do we call him Handsome Tom? He should be Handy Tom. <laughs> what? Hey, we're all going to get superpowers. It'll be great. <laughs> We're just going to keep going as if we pretend nothing's happening or should so, we do something about that? No, but Gabe, in your film, it's raining the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's London in the depths of winter. Go with that. This was, uh, this was deliberate for atmosphere. Um, uh, there's several of them and they're all over here by the speaker. Yeah. Well, we've put, we've put a couple out. They seem to be easing in... <laughs> it does seem to be easing somewhat. Anybody see the finale of Westworld? No, way? I haven't. Don't seen even. It. Oh, don't do it. I, I said to you I hadn't, and then you've done this, and. But like, apart from any spoilers, how fucking good was it? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of feelings. Live shows, everybody. Right. 
can't predict him. Well, it's look, it's ceasing. There's a bit of a damp stream now. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to continue as, as if nothing happens. Yep. All right. Cool. It's easing up. Yeah. It's just like when we normally record. Zaman will cut around it. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Or he, yeah, he'll he cut the audience out of it and bring him back in. Oh, Tom, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So regaining tension. In the dead of the night, Van Helsing approaches the warehouse. Down at the docks in London, derelict, looking like it's abandoned, walks towards it, pulls out his pistol. Very slowly, edges open the door and walks inside. And he seems kind of unconcerned by the shadows. He can't really see anything. He moves through it, eye scanning all the broken crates, remains of old machinery, rafts up above. Everything seems quiet, abandoned. And then, from the depths of the shadows... Movement. Van Helsing stops. Lifts the gun slightly. Surrender yourself, he says. And this may end painlessly for you. I am innocent, the voice replies. Van Helsing raises the gun. This is your last chance. And the voice replies, no, it's yours. And with the speed and force of a freight train, the monster barrels out of the shadows, slamming straight into Van Helsing. Van Helsing pulls the trigger. The bullet hits him, but he, the monster doesn't even flinch. And while Van Helsing is fast, gets out his knife, goes for hand-to-hand combat, he cannot hurt something that does not feel pain. And all the monster does is rain hell down on him with brute force. Eventually, he gets Van Helsing, has him by the throat, up against the wall. The gun goes flying. The monster starts to squeeze. Sorry, I'm just going <laughs> to refer to that. Van Helsing like, tries to hit him with the knife a couple of times and the monster just says, I am no killer. And then lets go of him. And steps back. And Van Helsing kind of still has the knife raised, still kind of at the monster ready. And then he lowers it. Doesn't say a word, but his silence is clearly saying, explain. The monster looks at him, wondering if he can trust him. And then he says, we are both being used as part of a much bigger game. Just weeks ago, he says, a boat arrived in London. A boat pulled into the docks in the dead of night. A boat full of corpses. (laughs) (laughs) I was too lazy to pick it up. (laughs) There was only one living passenger, although calling him living might be a bit of a stretch. And as we hear these words, we see boots on the pavement of Whitechapel. He chased my father first, the monster said. And then when my father died, he chased me. But I'm only one part of what he wants in London. We now see the walking figure from behind, the slicked back hair, the well-cut suit. He found a man who needed something, the monster said. A man he promised to help in exchange for his service. A man with a terrible secret. The figure has arrived at Henry's office. He stands outside for a moment. Don't you understand, the monster said. He used you to find me. And now you've led him straight to me. Inside his office, Henry looks up as the tall, thin, pale form of Count Dracula enters. Dracula looks at him and smiles and says... Good evening, Dr. Jekyll. I trust you're well. (laughs) 
Back in the warehouse, Van Helsing is staring at the monster. Doubt and confusion cross his face before they settle into grim determination. He nods, turns to the open door of the warehouse, and standing there, framed by the night, is Dracula. From this distance in these shadows, we can barely make out more than the silhouette, but the danger is extremely evident. Dracula's very calm. Oh, by the way, Dracula's played by Michael Fassbender. Yeah? Cool. So Dracula's very calm. Can we call him Fast Drac from now on? No. (laughs) Dracula just very calmly (laughs) looks at Van Helsing and says, step aside, detective, and I'll take this beast off your hands. Van Helsing says, if you seek to blame this innocent for your crimes, you will be disappointed. Dracula laughs. Go on then, pet of the Vatican. Disappoint me. With lightning speed, Dracula flies towards Van Helsing. In moments, the hunter has his arms up, knife in hand, parrying the blows. Dracula moves around him, impossibly fast, trying to get to the monster, but Van Helsing just manages to stay on top of him. The fight continues and intensifies until with terrible force, Dracula grabs Van Helsing and physically throws him through the rotting wall of the warehouse. Van Helsing slams down onto onto the soft wood of the docks. He slides over right near the water. He's lying there as Dracula kind of soars out through the hole and lands in front of him. Can he walk out of the hole? No, he can't. No, Just he can't. one time. He's played by Michael Fassbender and we take Fassbender seriously. We do. Have we you do. seen Jonah Hex? We take Fassbender seriously Everyone's here. forgotten that he's in that, though. Yeah, I'm true. We pretend that didn't he. happen. He's forgotten that as well. So, Prometheus. Yeah, he's good in that. Yeah, he's okay, good yeah, right. I'm just trying real hard. I want him to walk on the fucking he's wall. He's not walking on the wall. He's walking. He's flying through because that's cooler than... Shut up, Tom. Anyway... He comes through the hole in the wall. Van Helsing's lying there on the ground. And Dracula kind of stands over him looking down and says, you're brave, detective. Very brave indeed. Van Helsing slowly gets to his feet. And bathed by the full moon, Dracula sees his face. And any sense of confidence or danger very quickly drops from the vampire's face. And all he can say is you. And the two of them stare at each other. Out of the hole comes one of the crates, slamming into Dracula with incredible force and throwing him into the water. And as he does, the monster barrels out, just screaming at Van Helsing, run! And the two of them run into the night as fast as they can, disappearing. Dracula slowly rises from the water, but he doesn't give chase. He just watches. And his expression isn't angry or threatened or anything. His expression is just sad. Fast sad. <laughs> Fast sad. Does, have we had a description of the monster and I missed it? No. No, it's just Frankenstein's monster. Okay. You know, big, grey skin, cool. up. For some reason, I was like, it's a different hide? monster. Uh, well, yeah, but I, so it is, so they find Frankenstein's monster in the warehouse. Yes. Right. Did I miss the part where you said it was Frankenstein's monster? I might not have said it. It's Frankenstein's monster. Cool. <laughs> just wanted to clarify, I was like, there's a lot of monsters here and I don't know which one. Yeah, it's Van Helsing. Go so, on. all right. Um, so they've basically, Frankenstein reckons Dracula's looking for him. And that that yes. by going yeah basically yeah, so basically like the plot of the film but better yeah basically cool. yeah, yeah I'm on board keep cool. going um so Van Helsing and the monster arrive at this underground basement they go in there and Van Helsing explains it's a safe house and the monster kind of seems confused by this he's watching the detective who is treating him decently and the monster's like why why are you protecting me I'm a monster and Van Helsing who doesn't really look at him he's just busy checking all the foundations making sure it's all safe he's like monsters aren't defined by their appearance they're defined by their actions. You are no monster, my friend. Turns to Frankenstein and says, in my experience, the monsters hide in plain sight. 
And on this, we cut back to Henry, sitting alone in his study. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Watching the bubbling vials in front of him. The expression on his face is driven, desperate. He mutters under his breath, waiting for something. He does not even notice Dracula appear behind him. Dracula kind of looks at him with cold fury and says, you did not tell me who that detective was. Henry jumps. He turns. Dracula's expression is cold. Dracula points to the vials. Is this another attempt to free yourself? Like you wanted Frankenstein's creation for? You want to cut out your darker side? It doesn't work like that. Jekyll, who's desperate, drawn, he's like, I brought him out. I can get rid of him. Did you find the monster? Oh, yes, Dracula says. But you won't have him. What, you think you can transfer Mr. Hyde into him? No, Henry. No, I won't allow that. And with a swing of his arm, Dracula shatters the vials and the beakers, sending them flying. They ignite in flames on the floor. Henry watches in horror. There will be no freedom or escape for Dr. Jekyll, Dracula says. Your only legacy will be the crimes your science forced you to commit. That is how they will remember you. Jekyll shakes his head and he says, but the monster, Dracula looks at him and says, the monster is mine. And he grabs Jekyll and throws him into the flames. Jesus. <laughs> okay. And as Jekyll alights, Dracula says, you want to dance with the darkness, Henry? You won't lead the waltz. <laughs> with that, he turns and leaves. The chemicals from the beakers have ignited. The officer's burning and Jekyll in the flames doesn't move. He just weeps. And then he hears a voice. I warned you about trying to follow their rules, Henry. (laughs) And very slowly, Dr. Jekyll stands. His face has changed. Now, with Mr. Hyde, I really didn't like... In Van Helsing, and also League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, how they turned him into this like big brutish monster. In the original book, he was described as more being like a man, but just kind of off. 
Like everything about him just seems sort of shrunken and unpleasant and ratty almost. I sort of imagine him a bit like, you know, in the extended version of Return of the King with the mouth of Sauron? Like that. That's how I want Mr. Hyde to be. The big, disgusting teeth, the deep voice, the huge grins, like the Joker, but not cool. Just disgusting. Just like, rancid. So, so Jared Leto's Jared, Joker. Yeah, then. So, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Hyde is Jared Leto's Joker. I, I couldn't help myself. I saw the opportunity. No, it's good, man. I'm, I'm cool with it, but with better teeth. Like yeah. They're not metal. They're big and sharp and yellow and gross. gross. Do you know who voiced him in Van Helsing? I do. Was it Hagrid. Robbie Coltrane? Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. It's nice to see him. Oh, not really his face, but that he's in things. He's in. He's in. He's got a whole TV he, show. Um, what is what it? TV show? Oh, the cop show. Yeah, what is it? Has <laughs> anybody <laughs> seen it? Cracker. Yeah, thank you. Never thank you. It. It's Cracker. Is the show? He was in it. It was Did very famous. It? It's so famous that he's also in that so Hagrid, Hagrid, James on, yeah. Bond film. When? Oh, he was in two James Bond films. Correct, two James Bond films. Yeah, but this is going back to the 90s. <laughs> well, he was very busy making Potter in the and thousands. <laughs> Carney, this is going back to 2004. Like, it's not like there's a sign of a booming career post-Hagrid. Well, I just watched it, all right? He then, he then, okay, 2004 he made this. He then went on to make, like, eight other Harry Potter films. Yeah. But what's he doing now? Probably nothing. Probably rich and, like, sitting there going, come oh, on, what's Sean Carney up to? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? He's, he's probably looking for Nessie. Soon, mate. He'll never find it. Soon. That's our job. That's our job. So we're going to crowdfund that. Um, we'll get to that later. Because um, I get stuck on things. Yeah, go on. Is Tom Hardy Frankenstein's monster? Yeah, why not? Great. Fassbender, Hardy, Mickelson. Good. We're ticking all the boxes. Oh, and um, I'm thinking for Mr. Hyde, uh, Toby Jones. Does anyone know Toby Jones? Yeah. Yeah. He's the... So you're actually, you're actually going to have a totally different... Yeah, yeah, totally different actor. Also, because if, if... You know, does anyone, have anyone seen that Doctor, Doctor Who episode with the dream... The Dream Lord and Toby Jones is the Dream Lord and Matt Smith is the Time Lord and they sort of play opposite sides of each other. So if Matt Smith is Dr. Jekyll, then Toby Jones can be Mr. Hyde. If we're cool with that, we're going to go on anyway. Um, is that, is that where they can like be in the same scene together but like normal people can only see one of them? Yeah. All right, cool. Is Toby Jones in Captain America 1? Yes, he is. And okay, 2. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And 2, he's Zola. He's the computer. Good choice. Yep. Yeah. It ruins everything for everybody. That's what they do. Before they forget about it come the second Avengers. Um... <laughs> Anyway. As did we all. So, Jekyll rises. Oh, his face has changed. Back at the safe house, Van Helsing listens as Frankenstein tells him about Jekyll. How he was this brilliant young doctor, wanting so much to unlock all the hidden parts of the human brain. But things went bad. He unleashed something terrible, some uncontrollable force from the depths of consciousness. A force that took control more and more, turning him unrecognisable. And as the monster talks, we see Mr. Hyde just standing among the flames, burning. Just laughing. Just fucking laughing. A force that wants nothing more to destroy than to destroy, Frankenstein says. When he first appeared, Jekyll attempted to make a serum that would permanently keep him in his current state, that would permanently make him Dr. Jekyll. But he could never perfect it, because every time Jekyll turned into Hyde, Hyde would sabotage at the last minute. So eventually they made a deal, and they worked with Dracula. If they could find Frankenstein's monster and find a way to transfer Hyde's consciousness, everybody gets what they want. And for Dracula, it didn't really matter what brain was in the monster, he just wanted the monster. Which makes Van Helsing ask, what does Dracula want with you? This guy was going to ask. I've got you covered. And Frankenstein kind of looks at Van Helsing and says, I think the bigger question is what he wants with you. He recognised you, didn't he? This troubled look crosses Van Helsing's face. He just says, stay here. I need to make sure the location is secure. He leaves. We cut to the full moon in the night sky, hanging up there still. Slowly we see a a cloud come across it. And we enter a small dark room, a concrete cell, 
There are claw marks all along the walls, a small window set high. In the middle, wrapped in chains, wearing rags, is a woman. She breathes heavily. She's in pain. She's tired. The door opens. The woman looks up, muttering desperately to herself. As we see her face, we realise it's the woman who visited Jekyll in the opening scene. No, she says. No, you have to leave. Mr Hyde says, I perfected your serum, Anna. Your torment is over. Anna kind of stares at him, disbelieving, as Mr Hyde raises a syringe. Counteracts the effects of transformation, he says. Keeps you in one form. Poor Jekyll thought I was sabotaging it. Just perfecting it. And Anna kind of stares at him, disbelieving. And she kind of raises her hand. Give it to me, she manages. Give it to me now. Hyde just looks at her and smiles, his horrible smile. You're not how I want you yet. And we see the cloud pass the moon. Oh. <laughs> Bergmoser. And Anna lets out a scream. A scream that becomes a howl that is mingled with Hyde's laughter. Back out on the street, Van Helsing seems to hear it or at least sense it. He's standing there. He seems to... Something is wrong. He turns. And as he turns from behind him, we hear a voice. Abraham Van Helsing. That's what you call yourself now. He turns. Dracula stands in the street, watching him. Van Helsing says nothing. You went by a different name when I last saw you. But I suppose you don't remember any of that. Perhaps the dreams are the only clue of your former life. Dracula starts walking towards him. Van Helsing doesn't move. Dreams and who you are now. Although you lack the fervor you once had. You have the air of a man going about an unpleasant job. Not a man delighting in doing God's will. Come to a halt just feet from each other. You think I'm someone else, Van Helsing says. There was a prophecy, Dracula says. One that spoke of returns. I knew she would come back. That's why I'm here. But I didn't expect you to as well. But then I suppose it makes sense. You separated us once before, but you won't do it again. And with that, Dracula attacks. But there is something very different to his strikes now. All control is gone. He fights like a wild animal. Van Helsing attempts to hold his own, but very quickly Dracula gets the upper hand. Van Helsing goes to his knees. He raises his arm to strike, and Dracula takes it in both hands and snaps it. Do you remember? Dracula snarls. Do you remember how you executed her for infidelity, even after your best friend begged you not to, begged you to take him instead? Well, he lived, Abraham. He went and he found the means of taking his revenge. But by the time he returned, you were already dead. And he was doomed to walk the earth with neither love nor vengeance. And yet now he has the chance for both. He strikes Van Helsing across the face, leaving bloody gashes. Van Helsing attempts to stand, but with a kick, Dracula breaks his leg from under him. This fight is fucked. <laughs> You've been watching a bit of Banshee before you... I haven't uh, watched a bit of Banshee yeah, before. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Van Helsing falls. Dracula kneels. And he takes Van Helsing's face in his hands and says, You will never know my pain, but I will do my best to bring you close. <laughs> and then he slams Van Helsing's face into the pavement. Again and again and again until it's leaving a puddle of blood and all that's left of Van Helsing's face is bloody mush. And Dracula just keeps doing it over and over and over. And then finally, covered in blood, he stands, pulling up the remains of Van Helsing and he rips out his throat and then drops his body. 
He turns around. He's covered in blood. His eyes are alight. His teeth are bared. He looks wild and terrible. And he just says, God never should have brought you back. And behind him, Van Helsing stands. And he says, God didn't bring me back. The devil did. He's got no fucking head game. No, no, oh, he's, he's healed. He's, yeah. got a, he's got a head. It's just all caved in and his throat's missing. So I want to I imagine that he just stands up and there's just like... <laughs> well, yeah, his so face is flopping imagine around. Imagine that. And it all just kind of comes back into shape. I love a good freakish heel. Yeah. And Dracula kind of eyes wide stares at him. And Van Helsing just says, there is no better hunter of a monster than a monster. <laughs> Dracula kind of looks at him and says, you always were a hypocrite. <laughs> Van Helsing says, you should have stayed in Transylvania. Rotted away. I turned a blind eye to you there. I felt I owed you that much. But you came to my home. She's here. Dracula says, I will not lose her again. Van Helsing just says, you lost her the moment you decided to come for me. Dracula snarls. Van Helsing holds his ground. The two vampires prepare to attack and a howl splits the night. (laughs) Followed by another and another. And we cut to a rooftop. Mr. Hyde is standing there listening, just smiling. In the basement, Frankenstein's monster hears it, looks around. The howls keep coming. Werewolves, Van Helsing says, as he smells the air. Hide, Dracula says, realising. And you can imagine some big, booming orchestral music comes in as Mr. Hyde literally stands on the roof, laughing and composing, as from an aerial shot, we see multiple werewolves spreading out throughout London. We see people running and screaming as the wolves are barreling through the streets, bearing down on children, on men, on women, on everyone, attacking left, right and centre. And as the screams fill the night with the howls, Van Helsing turns to Dracula and says, what world will be left for your love if you let this happen? I will let you go to her. Help me. The two old enemies consider each other for a long moment. And then together they fly into the night. So we see. Can that, can, sorry. Can they run? Not up a building. Just. <laughs> no, no, no. Just like regular running. Because I'm not like cramping on your style. I actually intense. agree with that. But like, I feel like if they're like, let's go find her. It's really, it's really camp. And it's I feel like, like we're camp. We're in the shadows. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, it's like a bat fight. We yeah, I was trying to think of a way to visualize that wasn't, you know, like, I don't want them to turn into big, hulking so horror they, monsters. So they just run. But, all right, they just run. Cool. Strike that. They or run. They, or they melt but into they, shadows. But they run really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're vampires. Yeah, okay. Edward Cullen so. running. <laughs> <laughs> they run really fast. Um, so we kind of watch all the wolves like bearing down, attacking people. And then we see Van Helsing come out and fight one. We see the wolf attack him. He fights back, ends up with a silver bullet. In another scene, we see Dracula engage another wolf. And Dracula fights with the same animalistic savagery we saw last time. One by one, we watch the two of them attacking the different wolves, taking them out in their own different styles. It's a huge epic scene. And on the rooftop, Mr. Hyde still just laughs as he hears the howls and the screams end. Finally, Dracula and Van Helsing come together to face the biggest wolf in the middle of the city square. They attack it. It's brutal and taxing. And finally, Van Helsing pins it down while Dracula rips out the throat. 
A bit like the ending of Hannibal season three. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we're good with that. Okay. Um, so uh, they kill it and they're done. They're spent. Dracula turns away as Van Helsing watches the body. Okay. Fuck you. It's not turning back. And then a voice rings out. Monsters tend to change. Isn't permanence somewhat reassuring? Dracula and Van Helsing turn. Mr. Hyde, cane in hand, grinning, has walked into the square. He spreads his arms. Well, come on. Finish the job. They both come at him at once. Hyde just doesn't move. Van Helsing and Dracula go to grab him at the same time, but it doesn't work. The moment their hands come into contact with him, they burn. They back away, horrified. Mr. Hyde just says, that's the thing about being born of science and not of God. Holy water doesn't affect me in the slightest. And with that, he grabs Van Helsing by the throat. And Van Helsing just screams as smoke rises from his burning throat where Mr. Hyde's hand is clamping. Dracula stands where he is, looking between them. Van Helsing cries out for help. Dracula just looks at him. He looks at Hyde. And he walks into the night. Van Helsing keeps screaming, going down. Hyde throws him to the ground. And Van Helsing just manages to say, why? Hyde looks at him, thinks for a moment, smiles and says, why the hell not? And then puts his cane on the ground and stomps on it, snapping it into a sharpened point. And with the heel of his boot, he rolls Van Helsing over so he's on his back. And he brings the sharpened cane up above him. And then something looms up behind Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde turns. Frankenstein's monster looks down at him. I take it you're now his tool, Mr. Hyde says. The monster looks at him, then grabs him by the head and snaps his neck. And we have silence. We cut to early morning, a country estate on the outskirts of London. The sun hasn't yet risen, but the first light is coming over the horizon. Through the window of the manor house, we can see a beautiful young couple talking in their parlour. We focus on the woman, and then we realise we're seeing her from Dracula's perspective. He just watches her, and he closes his eyes and says, you promised me. And we see that Van Helsing's standing behind him. What do you think will happen, Vladimir? Van Helsing says. You kill her lover and live forever? Maybe use what Frankenstein did to the monster to give her a mortal life without making her a vampire? He steps up beside Dracula. Part of the gift of life is that it ends. Let her have that gift. Let her have her life. For a moment, neither of them move. Dracula goes a step forward, and with lightning speed, Van Helsing puts a stake through his heart. Dracula gasps. He staggers, falls to his knees. He's staring up at Van Helsing, and so many emotions are crossing his face at once, and then he just spits, you are no better than me. You were always the real monster. Van Helsing considers him, thinks for a moment, and then keeps talking. Keeps walking, sorry. And as the sun rises and the dying Dracula starts to crumble, he screams after Van Helsing, you are doomed, Abraham. You are looking for the one thing that can kill you, but you'll never find it. That's the problem with being the hunter of monsters. The only hand by which you can die is your own. And Van Helsing just keeps walking. We cut to a large church. Van Helsing stands alone under the cross staring up at Jesus. If the crucifix bothers him, he doesn't show it. He watches for a long time and then just quietly mutters, thy will be done. 
He turns and he walks out. It's night still and someone's waiting for him outside the church. A tall, hulking figure in a cloak, arranged so his face can't be seen. Van Helsing comes to a halt in front of him. Wherever you go next, Frankenstein's monster says, take me. I can be of assistance. Van Helsing kind of considers him for a moment. Then he closes his eyes. He takes a deep breath and he says, go forth and walk in the light. The shadows are no place for men. And with that, he pushes past the monster and disappears into the shadows of the night. Credits. Oh. Didn't want to give him a friend? Nah. Fuck him. He had a friend and uh, killed his and wife. And he put a stake through his heart. And then put a stake. Yeah, correct. So doesn't deserve friends. Doesn't do friends. He's Mads Mik- Could you imagine Mads Mikkelsen having friends in a film? Oh, I Hell. thought Dracula was a media role and why didn't you give Mads Dracula? Because I thought, well, originally I thought that because like when we started talking about it, I was like, well, obviously Mads is Dracula. And I was like, but isn't it so much more interesting if Van Helsing isn't Hugh Jackman with his silly hair and his silly hat, but he's like a paladin. He's this cold, uncompromising, dangerous, holy warrior who just has his purpose and nothing else. Yep. And I thought, make Dracula the more humane one. Dracula's the one who lives for passion. He wants to reclaim, you know, Mina Harker, the love yep. of his life who he mm-hmm. lost. Van Helsing just has his purpose and nothing else. I thought it was more interesting to kind of flip that a bit. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah. I, I, I did think that the werewolf was going to be... Mina, even though you said her name was Anna. I thought about that. I thought that because I thought... It muddied the ending too much. It, it did. It would have been nice, though, if they had been responsible for the for death killing her. of I the woman. I did think about that. But then that's I what like, I thought you were doing. How yeah, do I... That's, that's why, why we, sh- we shared yeah. that look of, I knew you fuck, did you that went too. dark. Because like when I got uh, to that ending, I was like... And as I was riding the werewolf dying, I was like, oh, yeah, so it'll turn back into a woman. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense because he's stuck with the serum. And I was like, well, what if it's Mina? And I was like, oh, fuck, what if it's Mina? How would they react? And I was like, ah, but I don't... I don't get that ending of like... Van Helsing just mercilessly killing Dracula, which I really like. Mm. They've kind of come to this accord and Dracula kind of left him to die. He didn't. Dracula's like, I don't care about you. I really don't. Like Dracula's kind of moved past his vengeance. He's like, I just want her. And Van Helsing's like, you can't be allowed to live. Whether or not that's right No, or no, wrong I, I, is... I like it because it's in character of... It makes you hate Van Helsing by the end, which is oh, hell, nice. That's why I said I no did hate. I did hate Van Helsing in this, but, but for different reasons. So you <laughs> actually... The wrong me, reasons. In terms of, though, the, the werewolf thing, I think you need to make a bigger deal of the fact that they think maybe that they'll change back. Yeah. So maybe, okay. maybe yeah. they don't kill them. Maybe Van Helsing's like, no, lock them up, put silver on them, and then they'll change back. And then and like, the next go. morning they come back down and they're like, holy shit, they're still alive. And then they have to maybe actively go and oh, find hide. And that would like... Because that way they're not actually killing them, they're just subduing them. Correct. And then, they're like, and then they have to go find... Yeah, okay, no, that's... Because then, cause then, they, then that's they find counted. Hyde and Hyde's doing the same thing. Or, or you know, and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll just wait till they turn back and then it's midnight, like moon, full moon again and they start yeah, attacking yeah. people and Frankenstein like saves their life which gives him a nice little thing of like, oh, he, you saved my life. So you think he's going to be like, you can come, son. And then, but he doesn't because he's <laughs> yeah. a piece of shit. That's how he talks. But no, yeah. yeah. Yeah, specifically like that. So it's <laughs> unlike Jack. Team were you on? I was Team Who's, Dracula all the way. I uh, yeah, you would be. Um, he's well, the hero. I'm Team Frankenstein. No, not yeah, not the right. doctor. Well, he dies in the first two minutes, so you know. <laughs> Sean's Team Frankenstein. Yeah, that was Stannis Baratheon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think if you if you break it up into two beats, so you've got the beat of uh, the we- the first werewolf attack, and they just start capturing him, thinking that they'll turn back. Maybe maybe they only get like one or two, and then the next night it ramps up again, and Hyde's got like twenty. Yeah, more, plus the two they more. caught the night before. But it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Well, actually, no. I suppose because like if he gives him the the permanent serum, then it doesn't have to be full moon. So he can get the first one on the full moon, and then Correct. let it bite people, and then and then they catch then, they catch the one that's biting people. Fake and then, science is hard to get right. It is, 
You're not wrong. Um, no, he, yeah, Blake Science is hard. Yeah. Is real, Hyde, real Hyde science Jack the Ripper is hard as well. Hyde though. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> Damo, is real science hard? Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with, with that. If you did that, I'm on board. Well, also, like, although, I, I sound like an asshole, but... Go on, I mate. I feel like Frankenstein needs to fight Hyde a bit longer. Like, I, I like where you're going with. Succinct, just nah. I wanted to kind of have Hyde maybe taunt him a bit more. Like, I was really rushing to finish this this morning, but um, I wanted to because I was like, I'm going to memorize it, and I was like, that's not, that's just not going to happen. Um, and then you just awkwardly but, turned it one handed. Yeah, it was well I done though. To do it though and knock it slightly, then, but whatever. Props to you. Um, man. thanks, mate. Thank you. Um, yeah, I thought about that. And I thought about having Hyde like toy, sort of teasing about being a puppet. But then I was like, it's got to kind of be a way for Frankenstein to do it. That he's like, I'm not just doing this for Van Helsing, I'm doing this for me because you tried to pin the murders on me, you fuck. Maybe, maybe, maybe make more of that. Yeah. Early on that 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 Frankenstein's the re- like really pushing it hard. If you do have that second werewolf bit, you can build that nice relationship of Frankenstein with the other guys where they go, oh, maybe he isn't. Because maybe originally Mads is like, oh, I'm locking you up because like you're not a bad guy, but also I'm locking you up because you're fucking scary. Yeah. So it could be like, I'm gonna lock you up, and then as Maybe he saves them from a werewolf, like breaks a werewolf's neck and is like... Um, One that's attacking them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I didn't announce what team... Oh, I'm Team Frankenstein, didn't I? Yeah, you said yeah, that. Yeah. Did, yeah. Have you thought of just potentially... I'm Team Van Helsing because he's Mads. Of course, so, you're, course you're a damn slug. Um, <laughs> if, if you decided to not... Because just when you were doing that bit where Hyde's on the roof making that epic speech, all I could think of, and I was in a Doctor Who headspace, was if David Tennant was both Hyde and Jekyll... And you could, because you could get a nice Scottish bro going on. I don't know if David Tennant's repulsive enough for Hyde. Okay, I want Hyde to be really repulsive. Like That's even so when David cool Tennant was to, playing um, old mate, uh, what's his name, Percy? No, but he can do repulsive. Is he play a character called Percy in something? Probably. No. Okay. No, that's just not true. <laughs> what is his name? Toby. Thank you. Come on, mate. Toby Jones, mate. Come on. Sorry. Um, yeah, no. I mean, Toby Jones can play repulsive. He can play kind of shrunken. He can play. I mean, he's cast for looking odd. David Tennant is a good-looking man. It just... Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. It just wouldn't work as well, I think. Nah, fair. No, yeah. you've, you've justified it, and I've retracted my statement and uh, acknowledged that I'm an idiot and you're a genius. Thank you. Maybe, like, think before you speak next time. <laughs> Never. <laughs> There's a reason we call you Handsome Tom and not Smart Tom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Gabe, you changed the name back to Abraham when it was yeah, Gabriel. I did, because that was stupid. It's Abraham in the original story. Did you and see what the director, what his reason was? Yes, I did, and I loved it, because when I was 13, and I got bullied for my name at school a lot. You got bullied I, at school? What? I know, right? <laughs> Where would that come from? But, um... No, I guy reading, like you named Gabe. Reading in my, in, my, um, in my Film Geek magazine, which I read in the library because I was cool, and there was no <laughs> reason for me to get bullied, um, that the director was like, yeah, he's like, I just couldn't, I just couldn't justifiably name my hero Abraham, because it was just such a shit hero's name. He had to have just, <laughs> if anyone is called Cool. Abraham, we're all sorry. Like, yeah, I know, right? But it had to have something cool, like Gabriel. And I was, I was reading that, being like, I, th- I think I remember like putting it down, kind of looking around everyone, being like, <laughs> yeah, can I fucking s- take that? I'm Stephen Summers says I'm cool, Did you share and he's all? a man who makes good films and loves his dad. <laughs> so there, <laughs> high school bullies who I'm not at all still bit- bitter about. No, just just everything you write is about high school nostalgia and how you hate them. What? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, on on the note of though the Gabriel thing, and this compounds the the illusion, the biblical yeah. illusion Angel. is just like completely obfuscated. And weirdly, I'm into this Bible illusion, and I don't know why. Um, but like they name him Gabriel, but he's supposed to be the archangel Michael, and that's just Makes real no confusing sense. for my my Christian brain. Did your your Van Helsing? Not have the same memory problems that Hugh Jackman had. No, he's a vampire. He remembers everything. Because yeah, like, with that, it was sort of implied that he was like, oh, it was implied that he was like, what's that bit at the start of the film where like 
where the priest is like, from the moment you crawled up the stairs of St. Peter's Basilica with no memory, we knew you were destined to serve. And I was like, dude, me after a rough Saturday night would be destined to serve if that's the case. <laughs> like, I would, I would love to watch a Van Helsing where the origin story is you're crawling up the ch- steps of a church, next beat you're just running away from werewolves <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> all gangly. But like, I'm just imagining like some, some imperious priest like kind of walking out first thing in the morning Steps of St. Peter's, and there's some guy in rags, like, crawling up, be like, and he's just like, yeah, you'll do. (laughs) You will fight the monsters for us. And then sends him off, and, well, I mean, no wonder. Yeah, look, it's garbage. Yeah. Uh, I am am disappointed. Uh, Again, I love the film that you've pitched here. Thanks, sweetie. I am disappointed that you didn't have a really sick carriage jumping over a ravine. Also, later in the film, when you cut to daylight, it didn't. It wasn't preceded by a carriage blowing up. Yeah, correct. Uh, there was Red's no mention point. that uh, Transylvanian horses are the fastest way to travel, <laughs> which is a fact, by the way. There was no Hitler with a rocket launcher. Can I say? There was I, no I, Hitler. Can I say? I nearly, I nearly, I nearly made the joke at the time, but it was, it was at a poignant moment. But you were like sending out this army of like unstoppable superhumans, uh, killing women and children innocently. And I'm like, in this story... And men, I said men, it's 2016. And, and, and the men too, and the men too. I'm like, yeah, the Hitler in this story, he's gay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I went there, fucking, oops. You, you did and you're not even Sean Carney. See, if he, when he calls me Hitler, I take it lovingly. I'm like, oh no, thanks, mate. <laughs> but from you... I'm just trying to impress the cool kids. Um, no, anyway. no sequel, Gabe. You didn't really. No, nah, because who wants to watch another film about that guy? Oh, mate, they want to do a sequel. No, do, you know, do you know what I want to watch a film about? Do a sequel, but do a spin off, and it's about Frankenstein trying to be a monster hunter, and he's just shit because he's like, I'll kill the monster, and they're all like, You are a monster. <laughs> nah. Nah. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he goes after and kills Van Helsing because he is a massive hypocritical dickbag. Yeah, he is. That's the point. I, 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 I understand. The Catholic Church isn't hypocritical in the slightest, <laughs> right? That's not a thing. This is surprisingly deep for an episode. It, yeah, like, I, I realised as I was writing, I was like, am I trying to like get something out here? I was like, no, I'm not. I don't care about the church. But anyway, here we are. <laughs> um, so did you know that they originally wanted to do a TV show after this one? There is a there TV, is show. TV show. So, if you, so when what, I went to watch it, it on Netflix, Van Helsing. it's called Van Helsing. Okay, there was a different one. Jumped oh, on me, Transfer, yeah, yeah. Netflixy uh, to watch Van Helsing, and it oh, came out with the a, new one, the show that's apparently coming out. Uh, I got you. I think yeah, it's yeah, out yeah. about his granddaughter. It's or his something? granddaughter, yeah. But originally, so they they built the set for Van Helsing, and they liked it so much that they kind of scrambled to come up with a show for it because they didn't want to destroy it, and it was going to be called Transylvania, and it was they were going to like get a Wild West sheriff and transfer him to Transylvania to fight I would monsters. watch the fuck out of that. And then Hugh Jackman was going to be a guest star and help him out from time to time. Sounded pretty good. I Remove fuck. Hugh Jackman and I'm so hey, in. He can help out. Can I, yeah. Do you know what it is? It's, it's basically this, this guy rocks up to this Transylvanian town, accidentally, accidentally kills the sheriff, <laughs> yeah. becomes the sheriff of Transylvania. Yeah. And then it's actually about him fighting a banshee. Yeah. Banshee with <laughs> vampires and... How has nobody made that? Hey, Gabe, you That's know what you should do? Episode. Go home, redo this. Let's we'll get everyone back again. Thing. No, just start again now. Come on. Just, all right, yeah. and uh, here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. And on that note, I've been Gabe. Oh, I've been Tom. I've been Sean. And um, uh, do we still have to say this bit? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, right, yeah, Sam? So, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like um, a normal episode, and Gabe. And you have... I'm yeah, crunchy. Much, we um, always mess the bit up, though. And yeah, then we do always come into the room yeah. while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm going to try to get it right. Um, he's going to try it. He's going to do it. I'm going to try to get it right. Yeah, 
Yes, yes. If you have, you have any, I believe in you guys. If you have any ideas, then you can email us in at sandspenceradio@gmail.com or tweet us at sandspenceradio. I'm at Gabergmoser. I'm at Orkatreed. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. And if you have any questions for us at all for now, otherwise, I mean, it's a really small venue. If you put your hands up, we're going to see it. Um, so you can do no, that. No, no, no. Or damp slug. And tweet us with <laughs> damp slug. Because every time I see damp slug, my shattered soul heals a little bit. So please do that for me. Damp slug's out for Gabe. <laughs> if you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.